What's up? What's up? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just getting the time already. Nice, nice. Well, you know, on the recording thing, it shows the timer, but oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just clock it as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, can you hear a fan in the background? It's super light. I can't. I I can barely hear it. Okay, cool. I'm gonna keep yeah. on. I need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've turned mine off because I think mine will be too loud. Actually, let me see. I'm going to turn mine on. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? It's, a, it's lightly in the background. Yeah, it sounds like you're outside a little bit. But oh, it's fine now. It's fine now. It's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine now. Right. I think it was at a certain angle or something. All right. Well, if it, if it comes too loud, let me know. Mm-hmm. I put it on the the lowest setting, so but it's still it's still in its finger that setting. We'll do, we'll do. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't think we've had weather like this in I I don't know when we last had weather like this. Consistently for a week, thirty plus degrees Celsius. It's in, it's crazy. Right? In the late thirties as well. Yeah. I, I yeah, usually yeah. don't complain about the heat, but I think it's all all day indoors where I live, there's no air conditioning. Unlike if I was in the office, there'd be air conditioning at least. And however cold that may get, at least if it got yeah. too cold, I can then step outside and enjoy the sunshine. Whereas yeah. now it's I stay indoors and I'm super hot and I need to step outside to actually get cooler. <laughs> Do you know the signal for, for a lot of what you just said there was I didn't hear I heard it some of it. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, for some reason, my oh my god, why does it keep flipping up? Okay, sorry, just summarize what you said. Sorry, sorry about that. I was just saying that, yeah, I think I noticed it so much because I'm stuck inside in the in the flat where there's no air conditioning, there's just a fan, and the fan yeah. all the fan does is circulate warm air where the air conditioning yeah. actually draws in air from outside and then blows around cool air. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, it actually recycles the air to an extent, whereas this, the fan isn't effective. So I was just saying, yeah, this yeah. is one of the one of those drawbacks of not being in the office anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are the nights? How, how are the... Um, <clears throat> like, yeah, how sleeping? Because I can't really sleep. I'm struggling to sleep during the heat. Yeah, when I finally fall asleep, it's okay. But I think yeah. I wake up feeling wrecked. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wake up feeling pretty wrecked. But when I finally fall asleep, it, it's fine. But I do I do wake up feeling wrecked. And I, I don't sleep for that long either. I think just because yeah. too yeah. hot. And dehydrated as well. So you probably just need to get up and, yeah. and get some And sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to replenish yeah. the, the liquids that you're losing while you, while you sleep. Yeah, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that. that, that, that I was actually going to... I was actually going to be the first topic I wrote was what do you think of this heat wave? So it's funny you mentioned. We always talk about um, weather yeah. in this country, mate. Although you know yeah. what, they talk about weather in other countries as well. So um, yeah, I was, I was going to say actually, it's a, it's a topic I wanted to talk about as well. This is yeah to, for me at least it seems like unprecedented weather at least yeah last ten plus years. Maybe it was like this when we yeah. were children, and so I don't remember it yeah. that much, but. It definitely seems like it's unprecedented. So I think to myself, is this going to be, is this is this really a one-off? Or are we going to start seeing summers like this repeatedly in the UK because of changes in, 
in, in climate uh, due to global warming. And so, yeah, yeah I think it's, it's an interesting thing to think of because is the UK fundamentally going to change? Because the UK is just not equipped to deal no. with either really, really cold weather and snow. I'm not UK, yep. let, let's be honest, mostly mostly London and, and the southeast. But it's not, yeah. it's not equipped to deal with really, really hot weather because there's just no the air conditioning. And it's not it's not uh, equipped to deal with really, really cold weather in terms of yeah. snow. And so what's going to happen in terms of the infrastructure in this country? I know the underground has been updated, some some lines to have air, yeah. condition, air conditioning, but there's still lots yeah. of the underground that doesn't have That's air right. conditioning, like the central line. I know it mm-hmm. doesn't have air conditioning, I'm pretty sure certain. Victoria Mm -hmm. still doesn't have air conditioning. Uh, Of course, I'm thinking from a very London-centric view of things. uh, Mm -hmm. And there's the whole of the UK. But I just, I I think that potentially there are other parts of the country that are better able to deal with these changes in weather than than the UK. Especially when you get the snow, I think places like Scotland and where they probably get snow more often are used to to dealing with the snow compared to, to here. In the UK, so yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting. I, I I can't predict it. I'd have to do some research, yeah. but <laughs> one of the reasons I I I like traveling, or I, I feel like I need to travel half the time, is because of the, the fact that it could not not the heat, yeah, no, to get heat, uh-huh. yeah, to get heat from other countries, like yeah. to go and and get go to warm climates. But if the UK is going to be yeah. like this, I'm, I'm I don't think I'm going to need to travel as much. <laughs> So work from home and holiday from home, yeah? Right, yeah. No, because I, 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 I love the heat. Maybe not this hot, because obviously there's no air conditioning. But like mm-hmm. mid-20s is is perfect for me. Whereas, obviously, this is, like I said, too hot because there's just no air conditioning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder, are we going to start getting Because if so, then I may stick around, like, I, I may, you know, stick around <laughs> in the UK a bit more instead of travelling overseas as much because... Yeah, it's like, this is, this, yeah, this is, this is, this is good weather to me. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, man. I think it's unprecedented. Like, um, I think it started this to get to this level. Remember, do you remember last year as well, Summer? How bad it was? Like, um, we had, I think, what? I remember when I was in Italy, it was, it was bad over there. But I remember my parents calling me and, oh my, I remember like, um, one day my mum, and my sister had to go to Amsterdam mm. and my sister, it was so hot. So this links to what you're saying about infrastructure. It was so hot that the trains couldn't uh, get anywhere. So she was stuck on the train and she, and she, she got late to the airport mm. uh, they, and, and the train got stuck halfway as well. Um, and then when she got, uh, when her, uh, my sister and my mom got on the plane, the plane was stuck on the tarmac for like three hours. So you can imagine how train that was. And by the end of it, like they said, yeah, we have to cancel the flight, it's too hot. All these things were Yeah, yeah. The flight was because it was too hot. And um, I, I don't know if it was something, something to do with the machinery or something. And the, and I remember, the, yeah, and the train as well. Um, the train was like stuck halfway. And stuff like that. I think my sister actually had to get off the train halfway and walk to the next platform. It was that bad. It was one of the hot, it was like a 39, I think, the hottest time, the hottest um, of the whole year uh, last year. And it's, yeah, man, like, it, They've been saying for years, you know, we're going to get Mediterranean summers. You know, if we if we read newspapers, and and uh, they say yeah, we're going to get mosquitoes. There's going to be a risk of uh, maybe more mal- malaria coming over here. Mm. So, 
I've kind of seen it coming for a while, but I didn't, I didn't actually imagine. I didn't really think it was going to happen. I didn't really think it was going to happen. And then, and I have realized as well, uh, we don't have snow anymore. So, like, that's kind of another sign that the world's warming up. So, like, hot, like much hotter summers, like um, less uh, warmer winters. Like, I, this winter that just went by. I remember I didn't really have to wear I, I, I didn't have to wear a scarf or, or gloves. Every winter before that, I'm wrapped up. I've got my mm. scarf, my hat, my gloves, and I, I can slowly see. Yeah, like this. Yeah, the world's changing. Like, um, and it's all it's all happening in 2020. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm skeptical because I, I I agree. With you. We did have a relatively warm winter that yeah. just went by, but I know there've been yeah. winters before that that have been cold. And even yeah. just two, two or three years ago, I'm sure yeah. we had snow. And then we had one year where there was yeah. snow in April or May. And so, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, was ran- that was a random one. I remember that one. Yeah. So I think we need to keep an eye on it and yeah. see what happens over the next 10 years. But yeah. I think irrespective of whether we keep getting these kind of heat waves, infrastructure yeah. needs to be built so that it, yeah, can, yeah, it, yeah. Can, it can deal with whatever I'm weather comes. And I think yeah. that's the that's the issue that yeah. sometimes it seems like and I know why, because obviously millions or billions it's a lot. the exactly it's a lot of money to yeah. to update the 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 infrastructure. Yeah. For it to only be relevant for say once every twenty years or once every thirty years. Yeah. That doesn't seem like in terms of cost benefit analysis, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm I still think basic stuff like air conditioning and heating yeah. should be on every uh on every uh tube and train. I don't think that's that hard to yeah. to do. Uh, yeah. is it? But maybe it is. I know there's meant to be a lot of environmental impact from air conditioning, it's meant to be terrible. Yeah, for the environment. That's what I've heard. So yeah, I guess there's that. But if not air conditioning, then what's the, what other technologies are there that has a similar kind of effect, but without the necessarily negative environmental impacts? So yeah, I think there, there's got to be ways to make investments without it being stupidly expensive. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that's it's going to be research, and I think with the way the world is currently, where everyone's stuck indoors and they're worried about yeah. the economy. Those kind of yeah. investments aren't even being thought about at all. Yeah. What? Uh, how does air conditioning affect the environment? I don't know, but I've definitely heard negative yeah. things about how air conditioning affects the environment. Well, I don't let's, do, that. Let's, let's do a quick Google search. Why yeah. aircon is I guess bad. electricity. Yeah, yeah, but, there's, there's that, definitely. Yeah. But if you use renewable systems, yeah, so yeah. the first thing that comes up is requires lots of energy to function properly, consume yeah. so much electricity, and therefore releases pollution. Actually, that, that's, fuels, true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Burn, carbon dioxide is released into the air. But yeah. again, if there's a way to power air conditioning through yeah. solar power or other renewables, I think that can offset some of the negative uh, consequences of it. So, yeah, it's a it is one of those things about, yeah, trying okay. to find a balance between cost, need, yeah. and uh, environmental impact. Yeah, I, I remember in like Italy and like Spain, they had the. I'm sure you've seen it. You know, in the cafes, those uh, water sprinklers. 
the, and they're usually on uh, on um, the canopy. So, so um, uh, you might have like, op- like an open um, open outside or outside cafe restaurant, and you have the have you seen it? Like they kind of create mist. Where? So, like in, in if you go to any med- most Mediterranean countries, it was mainly in Italy I saw it. Okay. So, like in cafes or restaurants, they will have like uh, these like kind of sprinklers that like, they spray mist mist. And like yeah, I think that's um, that would harm the environment a lot as well, because that's just wasting water. Like, it's just how much water are you using? Yeah, that's a point. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that, I've got written here. Um, what do you think of so or space exploration? So I'm sure you've seen like uh, all these space flights are happening every other week. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's all kind of started off, got, it's all started kicking off around, yeah, 2020, in 2020. And yeah, w- like, what do you think? Do you think we're, 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 we're wasting our resources? We should be focusing on things on, on Earth? Or do you think like, yeah, it's a good thing. Um, it ensures humanity survival, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think it's as evil. Oh, I think there's always this misconception yeah. that the money spent on space travel exploration is, is money taken away yeah. from from other yeah. areas and but fundamentally money is printed in factories and created just in bank accounts or created by governments. It's yeah it's it's something that if they wanted to really give money to good causes then they should be able to do it. It's not evil or it's not I think there's this constrained thinking that comes about too often where I think the, more, the bigger issue is vested interest. For some reason, they would rather, or some people would rather focus on, say, oil extraction or uh, war, even, and uh, yeah. other causes. But the issue with space travel is that it's actually something that can have, or at least, yeah, lots of positive effects for life on Earth, not forget going out into like all yeah. human beings leaving the planet. The experiments that you can carry out in space, yeah, zero G, you just can't do replicate it. You find some ways of replicating a zero mm-hmm. gravity environment, and it's just fundamentally not the same. Um, and then I think it's, I think it's part of the. It's something that's just fundamental to human beings to want to go out and explore. Mm-hmm. Like if if mm-hmm. I knew space was safe, or I knew that space travel was safe. I would definitely be on a flight, and I could afford it, obviously. Oh, you're the first uh, guy to say this, man. You're the first. I guy. would, I would yeah. definitely. Oh, so so you may not know, but I'm a big sci-fi kind of guy. So I, oh, I grew yes, up, yes. I grew up watching Star Trek, Stargate, yeah. SG One, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, all of those kind of things. Uh, well, not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, yeah. And I, I personally find it fascinating. So, yeah. I think it's useful. I think we just need to be aware, like. If we are able to be it to exist, and the chances of us existing are so infinitesimally small, small, what's to say that there isn't potentially the chance that there's other life out there? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, I would definitely take up the opportunity if it was there to go. How many people have been to space? It's got to be less than a hundred or thousand. Yeah, and think about it, we live in a world of billions, and think about all the people who lived and died. It probably goes to the the trillions. To mm. only two thousand or so have been out into space. I think wow. it's it's wow. it's 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 exciting. 
Um, and I think there could be a lot of great discoveries to come. But there always needs to be foundations and principles. I think Elon Musk's idea about, you know, going to space or using reusable spaceships mm-hmm. or space or, or rockets, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't believe that that's something that wasn't thought of beforehand. But mm-hmm. I think it's always that thing, like we talked about with, with solar energy, there's always mm-hmm. a great upfront cost. But once the research and development does takes place mm-hmm. over, say, decades or centuries, the costs do come down and then it does become viable. And then somebody, yeah. humanity benefits from, from that reduction in cost over time. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good thing, but it needs to be, it needs to be carefully monitored, not mm-hmm. just by one individual government and not just by governments in general, but people like you and me, the average Joe, Josephines, we should keep an eye on it as well, because it's like anything, you always have yeah. to make sure that, you know, there are checks and balances. I'm so happy that you're, you're interested in it because a lot of people, I've been asking like, Google, what do you think? Do you want to go? And everyone was like, nope, I'm not going there. I'm staying put. I'm like, it's like, um, just my like family and friends. But um, you're the first person that said that. Yeah, if I had a chance, I'd go. So, but but I that's said my, that, that's I said that's based on it being a, being safe. So I'm thinking it's as yeah. safe as um, as so you are, get, getting on a plane. If it's as safe as getting on a yeah, plane, yeah, 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 of course, of course, yeah. I'm I'm going to do it. But at this point in history. It's not as safe as getting on the plane. No, it's, it's not. No, infinitesimally no. less safe to get on no. the plane. So, um, so you want yeah, the first thousand to go, so you, and then you'd be like thousand number thousand and one. Yeah. Once, once, once you've got to a, a given level of safety, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. When I'd be, Or if I've done every single thing in life that I want to do, I'm still <laughs> relatively healthy enough. I'm like, you know what, if I die on this, I die on this, it's, it's, it's not a big deal because I've done everything I want to do and this is, this is my last great adventure, then yeah, yeah, I would do it. So it's, it's, I understand people who are like, oh, at this point in history, they wouldn't do it because it makes mm. sense, it's, it's not really it safe. But yeah. when it's safe to do so, I think, I think it's going to be amazing. But we can't take some of the principles that we've taken on Earth into space where we try to colonise things, and I say we, that's it's very subjective about who you're talking about when you mm. say we when we try to colonize things uh when we try to take over and we're the ones who who lead i think it needs to be a mindset and a framework where i don't know it's, it's like star trek like you go out in peace and and that should be the the thing that you you focus on and you're not going there to to, to have conflict well, you're going better yeah go on. sorry to interrupt but i think we're gonna they've already started to bring that mindset over like They've, um, I'm sure you've heard of like Donald Trump's uh, Space Force. So that's like a an army in space. Yeah. Um, and, and he started, he's established it. And I've seen a lot of countries follow suit. I saw Israel, I read something about Israel saying that they need a Space Force to protect their satellites because they use that to spy on or like view people from space. So. Uh, a lot of con- a lot of other countries as well are because because you know as well you need to protect your satellites at the end of the day and everyone has enemies so people would want to take down your satellites so you need ammunition up there to protect it and also there's this thing of China's doing her own thing the Emirates are doing their own thing Russians and the and the Americans so it's kind of like it doesn't feel to me personally like a humanitarian effort. It feels like more of a competition thing, which is good in, in, for 
getting to our, our, the, the end result, mm. but it, it can have an adverse effects that because what so are we going to go to Mars and then China's going to be like this is my piece and then America's going to be like this is my piece my piece and then potentially well we could have wars on on these planets. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I completely understand what you're saying. I think we we've got into the like, I think yeah. So it's, it's yeah. why I said what I said. We need a framework. Yeah, a global framework where we're yeah. not taking that that mindset, but it's right. a very hard thing to achieve because, yeah. like I said, there's so many different Factors, parties yeah. and countries and and and, yeah. and and so on who who can yeah. affect that. But yeah. it's the ideal. We'll see what the reality turns out to be. But that we'll is see. the ideal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But still, um, we're, we're still at a very basic level of, of space, space exploration. I think that needs to be stated. Like we are still yeah. at a relatively basic level of space very, exploration. Very like, basic. The beginning, yeah. like yeah. the prologue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what 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 Elon Musk is, is hoping to achieve, and and yeah. it being something that's far more regular, that mm. probably won't happen for fifty years at least. Yeah, at so, least. But I think he understands that it's a lifelong. Thing and it may it may last and surpass even his lifetime. Yeah, he, he even said okay. he, he even said that um, he was a bit depressed that he's he's not going to be able to actually physically go to Mars himself. Good. Okay. Well, at least he yeah. understands that then. But then, yeah. again, of course, he would because he's he's, he's obviously someone who's done yeah. research and he works in the field, so he should he should understand that this kind of technological change and yeah. advancement is is something that's going to take so much time yeah like i say yeah more than his lifetime and he knows that uh yeah but we're younger than him so you know we could probably see it <laughs> who knows who knows yeah. man who knows who knows who knows might have some real estate on the moon too mm. um moving on to the probably final point i was gonna say um yeah because um you have some you always have some inter- interesting books to tell me about so oh, I was okay okay yeah. go on yeah go on I was going to say, um, yeah, which book are you cu- currently reading or most recently reading? So I'm doing a bit of a clear out of my books because I, I just yeah. I, I just wanted to make space. And I think I've got this thing about it's not really feng shui, but I, yeah. I do feel like a lot of people, I'm sure, feel the environment you're in affects your productivity and so on. And with this uh, working from home, I've, I've been saying, you know, I'm just going to get rid of lots of books and pretty much have a very minimalist uh, lifestyle, so books, so, clothing. Yeah. I've just been trying to go yeah. through them and, and throw them away. It's going to be something I'm going to be doing yeah. for the rest of the year. I'm just breaking it down into into manageable pieces, and by the end of the yeah. year, hopefully, I'd have gotten rid of most stuff. And then, obviously, there's the there's the end of year break that I'll have, so that'll be in. The... So anyway, with yeah. that, uh, one book that I found was a book mm-hmm. that I was. Well, so let me just get it one second. No props. So it was um. It's work rules, insights from inside Google that will transform how you live and lead by somebody called Laszlo Bock, who I think worked at Google. And so, funnily enough, I started reading this book years ago, about two or three years ago, but uh-huh. I just lost track of it. Uh, right. And it's interesting that I've come back to it because it just reminds me about how I am and how Google is. Yeah. Google, the way it, it kind of, at least from the perspective of this book, that experimentation, even in terms of how staff operate within the organization to ensure wow. staff are being productive, are yeah. a lot about experimentation. Like they shared this, they, he was talking about some examples of how smaller plates 
can make people eat less but still yeah. feel as satisfied as somebody eating from a bigger plate and eating more food uh, and it's all about perceptions and so they carried out this this whole bunch of um, uh, experiments because you know they give out free food in their in their offices yeah um, and so they took away the larger plates and just put smaller plates there and they noticed the drop in in, um, in exactly that people eating food and consuming food which obviously reduced cost but ideally makes people healthier because they're not overeating um, wow. but then people complained because now they've got smaller plates uh, so they have to go up two or three times so what they did was they they, they included the smaller plates and mm-hmm. the larger plates but then they also included the research that I just mentioned to you that you know when people have big or smaller plates people who actually use the smaller plates can actually end up eating less but still feeling dissatisfied because their food looks so much more on a smaller plate than somebody you know that's so true you know yeah um and so they put that information not only did they stop obviously getting the plates because they put both of those plates there but because they also put that information there they noticed the reduction in obviously the amount of food people eating uh which ideally hopefully uh leads to improvements in their health the thing is I like a lot of this stuff because I do like experimentation. Experimentation. You, you heard what I. You heard what I was like. I'm gonna leave other people to go to get haircuts first to see how they find it before I do it. And that, that was all like part of my experimentation thing. I do lots of these yeah. like experimentations, observations, kind of thing. So that really, uh, the book really speaks to me in that way. But I also realized that from the perspective of a company, it's kind of sneaky. Yeah. And there's a part of it, like, what's the ethical aspect of it? Now, obviously, they'll say they're doing this for the good of their staff. Uh, yeah. It's important that they, they manage resources, even if they're a multi-billion dollar um, company. And obviously, it's in, in the best interest of the health of the staff as well, to not yeah. overeat uh, and so on. But there's still an aspect of it about you experimented with human behavior of your staff, and there's a degree of manipulation that can come from that. And I think... Google's old motto, or well, I don't know if it still is their, their slogan, was don't be evil. <laughs> and it just makes me think there's a reason that was their slogan because they understand how easy it is to carry out all these experiments and then end up manipulating people or situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's still, it's still like there's, there's a double sided nature to, to that kind of experimentations that you do on people where, from your, expect, your perspective, it can seem like it's genius, but from their perspective, very much like manipulation. Um, so yeah, that was one book that I read, which I found, which after two or three years of, of having it, I've actually found interesting. I'm still going to throw away the book because I just have too many uh, books. Wow, wow, wow. Like, having digital books is, is the way forward now. Yeah. Um, especially because I'm going to move at some point. Uh, and I don't want to lug around with these books with me because every time I move with all these books, it's such an effort. And you just have them there. You don't read them, so it's just like a collection of books. It's it's, it's really surplus to requirements. So yeah, I'm going to go to your talk. It's not the same. Having physical books is better, but I'm going for a minimalist life because that's the life I want at this point in time. Yeah. If that changes, most likely I'll have the money to buy all the books again. So so be it. Yeah. I will if, if I really want the book that badly. It does feel a bit a bit cluttery when you have all like yeah. I know what you mean like it yeah. and it kind of clutters your mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure I had a hundred books. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. So, yeah, I've definitely got rid of a lot. I've probably down to like fifty or sixty, but I want to get that down to ten. 
Yeah, and then the other book I was reading was a book that yeah. I'm not enjoying at all called Black Swan. <laughs> um, uh, have you heard it? That have movie. You heard about it? The, there was a movie, right? There's a movie. I don't it, know. Maybe there was. They, a movie they had made it into a movie. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not that one with with Natalie Portman where she's uh uh like she's a ballerina or whatever. No, no, oh, no, right. it's, it's it's not, this, this is about black swans, so things that people don't see, but it doesn't make sense that they think that. So it comes from the idea that like in the 16th century or so, everyone thought black swans didn't exist because they'd only ever seen white swans. And then one day yeah. somebody discovered a black swan, and then lo and behold, it, it, it happened. Or nobody saw 9-11 being possible, um, but lo and behold, it happened. And then from there, people have changed their, their behavior. The issue I have with the book is that he says something which I find really frustrating. And the whole book is just like, he just spends his time, for, for want of a better phrase, shitting on other people's theories and the way they work in life. Like Mindset. Yeah, predictions are stupid. Yeah. Most people's predictions are wrong. And even if that's the case, it's like, and then so I thought to myself, what, what are you offering in from this book? That's really useful. And he just says, he, you know, what he says, I don't offer any prescriptions. I don't offer any predictions. That's so I'm still reading. I'm on page, like I've got the like a electronic version. So I'm on page 500 or so of 1,100, yeah. and I still haven't learnt anything I feel anything. like I can use in life, yeah. except for a lot of like, uh, it's like a university uh, reading where they just cite other people and critique them. But they don't necessarily yeah. offer anything themselves. So I'm hoping in the in the remaining, like he gives a lot of interesting anecdotes. Like I talked yeah. about, you know, people didn't know about black swans before they saw it, and the implications that they that can have. Like sometimes we we have our own perceived bias about stuff. He talks about scaling, like you could, yeah. um, which which is interesting. But I haven't read anything yet that makes me yeah. think, wow, that's really significant that I need to to pay attention to because. Fundamentally, it just seems like we're always going to be oblivious to, to black swans from, from the way he's written this book thus far, which isn't useful at all. Because the whole I thought it's going to be a book about how you can, you can miss out or you can you can overcome seeing black swans um, so that you don't have blind spots in life like that. But so far, it's a complete utter waffle. Like the way he writes as well, it's very it, it's not general at all. It's very academic in nature. Uh, which is, is, I'm not a fan of what looks like that. Uh, fundamentally, when you're trying to engage with people that, that most people do not speak or think like that, that's when you've got that situation, it's, it's just not helpful. So yeah, I find it, uh, it's annoying. Uh, the problem with me is, I'll probably keep reading it, just hoping that I will find something useful. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, the, um, what I've been reading actually, um well i haven't been reading i bought something the other day and it was it was a book uh called uh it's called can't hurt me and it's okay. by uh, uh this guy called david goggins okay and he, he's a, a ex-navy seal he's like got all these books speaks all over the world got loads of followers and the reason um why i bought it is because um his story his story like he started off as a as basically a, as a lazy guy. He, he was quite overweight. He he, he used to work in a, a pest control, and uh, he wasn't really doing much of his life. He had a hard upbringing as well. His um, 
I think his dad was a pimp or something like that. Um, but this guy literally completely transformed his life. Like, um, and the way he does it is kind of, uh, it's like he kind of toughened his mind. Mm. So, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, some of these self-help books sometimes they'll say like, oh, think positive, you know, or uh, you know, the law of attraction and stuff. But his way is kind of like, uh, listen, you know, you just got to, he's got to toughen yourself up, and and it's the the key in his mind is like, you got to do things even when you don't want to do it. So like, uh, and it's like he he kind of expresses that, manifests that in these like um, in um, testing his physical ability, his physical yeah, his physical ability. So like, he does these ultra marathon runs. He um, he runs like, like these long long distances where. He even, um, um, uh, I think he got like broke some of his toes. Like that's how much he was running. Like he's broken records, and the, the way he's able to overcome is not by, uh, well, the way he's able to overcome it is like through just mental fortitude and like building like his his mental, what would you call it, callus, like some men, like mental calluses. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I found that. Like for maybe in, in this moment in my life, I found that maybe quite inspirational because like, um, yeah, just just uh, yeah, just want to push myself. You know what I'm saying? Just want to push myself. And um, so I'm gonna start reading it. I bought it uh, digitally. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want flutter as well. Like you. So um, that's one thing yeah, I want to read. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I came across him a while ago, yeah. but I saw yeah. a video of his. Probably within the last week, so it's funny that he's somebody that you're reading. Wow. He's, 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 how did you come across him? It was a random clip on YouTube of him, uh, you know, Joe Rogan podcast. And yeah, yeah. On this, yeah. And yeah. It just slowly, I just, and then I started watching his personal videos. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I like what this guy's about. Yeah. And yeah, yeah so I'm glad. Yeah, his personal story sounds uh, quite, yeah. quite, it's quite traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite traumatic, but it seems like he's yeah. overcome a lot. A lot, you know, yeah. He's within his, his family. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's actually pretty impressive uh, yeah. to see that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good shout. Let me know the rest of the book. I think for me... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, especially in this time. Yeah. Reading something that will help you to get fit or kind of just help you to, to overcome the kind of yeah. mental strength in a time like this is actually really, really useful. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I might, I might read this book, but I don't know. I think all these other books I'm reading, yeah. especially when a book annoys me, because when a book annoys me, yeah. it actually, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't upset me that the book annoys me. What it reminds me is that there's so much more to do in life. I don't need to keep reading a book that's annoying me or not getting to the point because there's so many other books I can read that get to the point. Yeah, I can talk to other people. And, so yeah, it's it's not it's not the worst thing yeah. uh, to read a book that that annoys you. So I remember I went to um. I don't know if you know Wale Shoyinka, he's a Nobel Prize laureate uh, writer from Nigeria, the first Nobel laureate. Uh, so I went to a talk of his, yeah. um, so there was wow. a play of his that was done, and then I went, he was talking at it afterwards, and he said something along the lines of, if there's a book of mine that you're reading, and you're not enjoying it, or you don't yeah. find it useful, skip it. Yeah. He said that right. about his own work. Wow. So like, if, a Nobel, if, if a Nobel laureate says that, imagine, imagine. I yeah. don't need to always feel like I have to finish it. Book. Oh, yeah. so, you know it's yeah. crazy I agree I agree with that a lot because some books they might not resonate with you in that moment in time in your life 
and exactly. it might just take yeah like so many books i realized like i'm like i don't want to read that but then i don't know it's just somehow your mind state changes as you grow older and i might make that book might make sense to you later on mm. well, it just depends yeah i think it's just because you just have a lot of more downtime like i would never read this much normally. wow yeah there's there's just literally you can't really like the things that would go out to i would usually go out and travel or yeah. I'll go and visit people at their houses or we go out for meals. Not yeah. to a restaurant. I just I'm not I'm not, I'm not willing to, to do that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then going to people's houses, I think there's still a little bit of anxiety about visiting yeah. other people. So if somebody invites me, I'll yeah. go to their place, but I'm not gonna impose myself or invite myself to somebody's place yeah. that I might in the past. And so Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the gym well, the gym that I would go to uh, that shut down. Uh, shut down completely. Yeah, so I said it's not open uh, back up. Um, oh, no, no, yeah. oh, no, it didn't go. Yeah, I thought you made it went bust. No, 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 just that yeah. one specific branch is opening back up, and the nearest yeah. one is, is not close by. And the homies that I went to it signed up with it was completely closed yeah. by. And I can't, the only reason I went to that gym as well was because of the exclusive number of people yeah. going to it. It's just any general gym anymore. So yeah, right. the gym is another thing I would go to. And I'm not going back to that. Cinema maybe, but they're not zoomed out at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's like all the things I would do yeah. have been taken away, but I just can't do. So it's, it's just indoor activities now. Maybe some weights because I have a few weights and, yeah. and reading. We just I, I don't I like that I'm reading a lot more, but it still makes you just want to do that one thing. A couple nice. Of things that you're doing. So yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of a yeah, it's a it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Cool. Oh. By the way, as well, I've got some good news. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'm not going to state the name of it, but I've been accepted onto onto that program. Sick! Congratulations, bro! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, mate. Let's talk about this offline. But yeah, congratulations, because I know I know you've been you've been grafting and grafting and grafting. And getting Thanks, that man. First, that first one is yeah. the hardest. So now, yeah, yeah let's talk about it offline because I want to hear all about it. Definitely, so, man. Yeah, it's not something for the podcast. Definitely, yeah. It's not for the radio. It's not for the radio. Yeah. It's not. Saying that, so the yeah. name we were thinking of is yeah. Forward Thinking. You haven't yeah. confirmed if you think that's the name we should go with. I like the name Forward Thinking. Forward uh, Thinking. Yeah. That was that was the name that I put in the in in, in a suggestion in our WhatsApp group. Or yeah, you did. WhatsApp messages. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you've got some suggestions, let let me know because. Yeah. Uh, I want to get a name locked in so that we can start introducing ourselves. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely, yeah. I, I've been thinking that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah let me know when you've got a decision on, on the name. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. cool. Alright, cool, cool. Right. Got, some associated with like time as well. Like, I've got like four thinking, 30 minutes of four thinking, stuff like that. I don't know. Like, there's a, a bit of alliteration, you know. Uh, four, 30 minutes, four thinking. I don't know. We'll see, we'll see. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about that as well. Alright, cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, good speaking to you as always. Yeah, yeah. Good one, good. Insightful and good, good, good questions. Yeah. Look forward to the next one. Definitely, man. Definitely. Take it easy. Peace. Peace, peace.